and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to a very special episode, 243 of There's No Place I Tear, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. Today, guys, yep. it's the day. It's it the is. thing. It's the day we've we all been waiting for. SG1. Uh huh. Season 10. Yes. Episode 6. Uh huh. 200! Happy to you in case you just need a couple hours. We decided that we couldn't wait until Tuesday. Nope. So here we are on a Thursday. Yep. Tuesday's episode is on Thursday. Tuesdays are Thursdays now. Here's the thing. We either figured you need a couple hours distraction because you can't be with your family, or you need a couple hours distraction because you're with your family. Either way. Either way. Family. Um... AKA what even I have no AKA besides something 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 meta yeah Uh, yeah I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't take notes like I didn't know what to do (laughs) and I was like I'm just gonna sit here and talk I just want you to know that since we started People have been asking, "Are we? Are you guys gonna make it to episode 200?" We didn't know before. Because would. the anticipation of you seeing this episode for the first time was on everyone's mind for the past five years. Amazing! If you've been around from the beginning and are still listening, yeah. thank you. And here we fucking go. <laughs> or well, I a couple of a couple of housekeeping things, right? Yes. Um. We want to um, make a toast. Yes. To a friend. Um, uh, one of our mates on the dead list, is that correct? Yep, he was on the dead list. Um, passed suddenly this week. We're recording the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. we're recording the Saturday before Thanksgiving in America. Yes. Um, and so we heard a couple days ago that actor Kirby Morrow passed away. Um, his visual, I guess officially he's a bridge officer, but I don't know. He was weapons. And actually his name, um, his name was never actually given on screen, but it's Dave Kleinman. Oh. Um, but he was weapons officer on the Daedalus. Yeah. Oh. Um, we don't know what happened. We don't know. We don't. Our, our hearts are with the family. But outside just Stargate, like he was known for a ton of voiceover work. Like, he was in the dubs of Inuyasha and some of the Dragon oh. Ball D- Z dubs as... Uh, who's the main guy in Dragon Ball? Goku? Yeah, I think he was Goku. Oh. I think. Dang, that's in a big one of them, deal. And, like, one of them, after a certain point of time, he was... Uh, I may have gotten that wrong. I, sorry, no, it's But cool. I think it was. Let's um, say he was. He was also, I know, Cyclops' next man evolution. Nice. Um, I, I, I've never necessarily liked Cyclops, but I know he was, and like Stormy Stormy feels for him too, but Supernatural, Fringe, Arrow, like just a ton of, of, he was also in a couple guest star roles in SG1 before he was on the Daedalus as different characters. So yeah. Oh, well, uh, a toast. Yes. To Kirby Morrow. Slanjavoy. Um, what's the, what's the thing? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a cool thing to say. 
Your memory lives on. Let's just say that. Uh, Godspeed. Godspeed. There you go. Um, so, yeah. You know, if you're, um, take a minute. And just appreciate and find gratitude or whatever we were supposed to do in these moments. Yeah, yeah. But sucks, man. Um, was there other housekeeping we had? Um, I was just going to say, it, it, it was not a housekeeping thing. I was just going to say in pop culture, um, so Supernatural's over. Oh. And I will say, in a complete non-spoiler review, okay. I do know... And I can see why the final episode is very controversial for many people. Um, uh, it it was interesting because I know they filmed... They had to stop production with two episodes left in the entire series. And they Ooh. came back and filmed only two episodes. And there was some, I know, casting restrictions. Cast restrictions that sort of played into things. Right. Um, I know the stories necessarily didn't change that much. I can see why some people were not a huge fan of how the story ended. Mm-hmm. I will say it's basically how I assumed the story would end in from almost day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, in there, there's as every great series, I feel like that lasts 15 years. There's a montage <laughs> near the end to sure. to sum up some of the story. Um, and I was doing pretty good. Knew I'd be emotional. Was keeping some shit together because we know Nixie's not the outwardly emotional yeah um there was one part thankfully nick was already upstairs sleeping so that he didn't witness me losing my entire shit Uh um like the dam burst and just basically all the pent-up emotions of 2020 came out through my eyeballs very catharsis catharsis. yeah yeah yeah. there was a there's some extra shit behind those tears oh yeah um and and it, for any of those who have seen it, I will just say when when uh, when Sam pulled the tarp off is where I completely lost it and had trouble seeing the rest of the episode. Holy moly! Yeah, um, I'm still very far away, and I'm still processing from watching that. Yeah, and getting that done. But it was a thing. My mic levels are low. Are your mic levels weird? That's okay. I'll, I'll bump them. We'll fix it in post. Fix it in post. Um, and I'm still playing a lot of Valhalla. Um, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Um, I'm doing nothing but homework. Because that's my life right now. Homework, Lynn, but you're getting so close. I'm very close. I'm very close to the end of the semester, which means I'm very close to the end of this, this entire thing. Because no. it's one more semester that we're done. Um... Uh, I did binge The Crown. <laughs> oh, I binged The Crown hardcore. Uh-huh. Uh, it was amazing. It's, yeah. I'm not done because I started to watch remembering, oh yeah, this season's back. Yeah. And then I I turned it on and it was the episode and there was these little kids in a schoolhouse and the natural, and I was like, this is the 80s? And then I realized <laughs> I'd never finished the previous season. Oh. I was like, oh, shit, I gotta get through, like, two more decades before any of this can, can start to happen. Uh, but I did make it. Uh, I'm almost done with uh, season four, four now. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, and I forget her name, who plays Diana, is amazing. Excellent. excellent. And has the nuance required to play that role. Yeah. It's 
fantastic. I do love Gillian Anderson's Iron Lady. Oh my too. god, that's the other thing. Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher for whatever you feels about Margaret Thatcher in real life, she was she fucking nailed it. She, like it was in the best way you forgot it was Gillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I had to keep reminding myself like that it was Gillian Anderson. That that's Scully. I yeah. did so good. At, like not only just the voice but the mannerisms and everything. Yeah. It's it's a good show. It's a good acting. Um Yeah, that's been like my one thing that I kind of watch in the background. Otherwise, I got nothing. But I do got Are we doing this? Oh, yeah. Are we doing this? Let's get this August shit show on the road. 2006. <laughs> this was written by everyone. Sure. Just everyone. Just, uh, you know, uh, Michael Shanks threw a hand in there. And uh, uh, directed by Mr. Martin Wood. Um, guest stars, if you want them, we got them, including uh, one Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, yeah. Willie Garrison back as Martin Lloyd. Donna's Davies, kind of. Sort you know, of, yeah. Uh, Peter DeLuise, which we'll get to. Uh-huh. Isaac Hayes had a voiceover. <laughs> like, I can't name everyone. There's a lot. Ed L. Yeah, Ed L. Yeah, Ed L. <laughs> um, so where do we even start? You know, this entire show could have been edited in any other way and still have made as much sense. You, it's just crazy. You could have just fun. like not edited it and just like, like. Uh, Saturday Night Lifestyle just moved from sequence to sequence. That's kind of what it, yeah. Let's start with the Furlings. Okay, so I will say, I did notice Hulu has Remember When as an alternate title. I've never seen this as an alternate title anywhere else. I've only known this episode as 200. We're going to stick to 200 because we're purists. Previously on, mm. Martin Lloyd and Wormhole Extreme, remember them? Oh, yes. And remember all that goodness, and also remember that time that we met the Furlings, which are like koala Ewoks. Uh huh. But then we led the ghoul there, and then we couldn't save them, so sucks to be them, and then their planet blew up. So in my head, this was their version of the Nefreyu people, whose name I forgot. Uh, the Nox. The Nox. Yeah. This is the Nox uh-huh. in aminal form. Yeah. I like it. But I, again, you know what you're in for in this episode when they just play that off as if That's actual fun. previously I on. Like, I don't know. I've heard the name Furling. <laughs> You're like, did we miss an episode? Did I so here's the thing. Um, Nixie knows this, and I may have shared this before. I, every now and then, I will remember something important or cool, but for the most part, I have the memory of a goldfish. Yeah. I remember nothing. <laughs> I remember nothing. And um, that's what they were banking on in this previously yeah, on. Yeah, and so a lot of times I, I go through life and I'm like, is that a thing I forgot or is that a thing that's wrong? Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're pausing to watch Drakey dig holes in our yard. I think he's got an underground circuit of... He was just throwing dirt onto his brother who gave no shits about it. You know, my favorite part of the way he digs is he lies on the ground digging. Like, there's no... On his side. Yeah. It's just a strange kid. He's just a strange kid. Okay. Yeah. Furlings. I was like, did we see this? Did I miss this? And then I feel bad because if we watched it and I forgot it... (laughs) then I feel like I'm going to let everybody down. <laughs> Thankfully, Nixie's like, it never happened. It never I was happened. like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. 
as, I don't remember as, seeing a goddamn as Sam's voice quickly pops up like that never happened. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, I just love how they're just koala Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no. I don't. I don't even know what to do with any of this anymore. <laughs> but oh, like, what else? If with a name like the Furlings, of course that's what they look like. Yeah. Were you thinking anything but Ewoks? Come on. It's funny. I, I had this weird mandala effect. A man, man, mandala effect. <laughs> Manila effect. This episode, guys. Um, which I think uh, it, the the Manila effect is this idea where every there's this like shared memory or understanding that people think like this thing happened or this is a real thing that mm-hmm. happened, but it's actually never happened. Uh, based off this idea that people thought Nelson Mandela died in the 80s. Yeah. And there's, like, this weird shared memory. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. actually not fact. It's super not true. Um, so I was like, no, the Furlings did happen? It would be the Man- Mandela effect. Mandela. I did say... Yeah. I think I said... Okay. I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> We're gonna move on. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... We're gonna move I'm on. I'm gonna just accept that yep. I'm broken today. It's fine. It's fine. Um, this ep- it's, my guys, brain thought I said Moncala. This episode is, is a game. really great game. Um, whereas I thought you were saying Mandala, like no, right, thing. and that's what I thought I was saying. This episode is only gonna go more downhill, guys. Hey, I wonder if uh, this is fermented enough to where this is drunk. <laughs> I bet that's it. Uh, <laughs> I made homemade ginger ale, guys. It's only been fermenting two days. Um, <laughs> so. But anyways, Sam is like, that never happened. And Cam just pops in going, hey, but you got to open big. It's got to be jam-packed. And Vala does love jam. Yeah. Uh, And Sam's like, really? Is the best way to introduce your team to to introduce your heroes is to show them causing a massive catastrophe? I mean. Realistic. Yeah. As Cam says, Daniel doesn't care. And, And Cam is like, you know. Uh, it'll be fun. That's why Cam's here. Inject the fun into things. Yeah. <laughs> Landry comes out and tells them that this is to make sure the Air Force is being properly represented. And Medina raises his hand to again point out for the umpteenth time that he has, as many times he said, not part of the Air Force. And Landry's like, yeah, Jack specifically told you to be here. He's like, <laughs> fuck. I don't want to play. And it's like, but you have to because we said so. Yep. Um, but Cam is excited. How often do you get to give notes on a big, fancy, like, high-budget Hollywood feature script until it's like, this is a television movie? Yeah, oh, Cam. You'll get over it quick enough. Soon enough, you'll be on this side of things. And plausible deniability. Uh-huh. And Landry... I mean, that part is very smart. 100%. And Landry's like, look, I'm gonna... It's five minutes, and they'll come with some excuse. Yeah. And Vala's very sad and, and annoyed at the lack of sexy female aliens in this script. Yeah. Um, as she should be. As she should be. I really do wish there was a chance for... I mean, I respect why they didn't do it. But I, I wish there was a, a scene where it was just Vala being the queen of whatever planet yeah, they were on. And 100%. eating donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why didn't that become a cell? That's that fine. she attempted to sell. And we have a fantastic Firefly reference that the series only lasted three episodes. Why would you make a movie? But Tilk points out it did really well on DVD. Yes, it did. 
<laughs> These are facts of true things. Oh, as someone who has has firsthand memories of the entire Firefly saga. I still remember um, best friend of the pod, Jen. Mm-hmm. Watched it mm-hmm. as it happened, and then she. Yeah. She had it, and she goes, "If you want to watch it, let me know, and I'll tell you what order to watch it." Yeah, and I was like, "That was a Why thing. wouldn't I watch it in order?" She goes, "Because they didn't air it in order." Nope. And my brain exploded. Yeah. And I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> they didn't air almost any of it in order. And I was like, "That's <laughs> stupid." Yeah. Um. You know, I'm someone who, like many others, just has never forgiven Fox for what they did well, to no, Firefly. Well, no, I don't blame you. Um, anyway. And so that's when Martin Lloyd comes in, still on the phone call, um, that this is a movie, not a clip show, against something Joss Whedon specifically said yeah. about Serenity uh, when fighting for the budget and making sure the guy on the other end... I, I love this. He's like, you tell him, blah, 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 blah. Don't tell him that part. Just... Yeah. Just pretend. Just pretend. Like I love the, the false bravado that he <laughs> likes to pretend he has a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, surprisingly, the cell coverage is real shitty inside of a mountain. Weird how that... It's it's a cement underground... I can't even get cell coverage in the center of, like, a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he can get his phone to work at all mm-hmm. is impressive to me. Uh, so there's something that I find really funny in these scenes. I don't know if you noticed. All the security cameras in the background, no one's fucking on any of them. Oh. It's just an empty fucking base. No, There's yeah. not a single person walking it's, around. It's a bank any of the security <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's barbecuing. Um, and we get the first of all sorts of TV inside baseball jokes. Oh, boy. That, you know, he's the real producer, but uh-huh. there's other producers. And, you know, we're just going to throw ideas out. It's called spinning. <laughs> this episode... <laughs> Was really just in my head. Okay. All the writers are just like in their fucking pajamas, Uh drunk off their asses, going, No, we're doing it like this. No, now put this in. No, I don't care. This is, we're doing this. Here's the great part like, how. The fact that you have a bill to show that you can have an episode like this and then go back to actual serious, like, drama. It's pretty great. Uh, Yeah, the the fact that a show, which we'll touch on later, can take itself (laughs) not that seriously. I just, I can't imagine how much fun that writer's room must have been. Oh my god. It was just like... It's like doubling down on doubling... Okay, when I was little, I don't know how else to explain this. We used to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And one of the fun things to do at Chuck E. Cheese when you were out of coins and your parents were like, I'm not giving you any more points, fuck off. Yeah. You're done. You've spent all of my money. Mm-hmm. Um, is we would take our, our our drinks and go to the fountain machine and be like, oh, I dare you to mix two. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to mix two. And then it would be like, oh, what if you mix three? Ooh. Like, yes, let's try three. Well, what if you mix all four? of them? What if you mix all of them and it just got weirder and weirder yeah. i think at some point somebody put a salt packet because at this point you're just grabbing anything <laughs> on that condiment table a salt and a pepper packet and everybody had to sip it once yeah. <laughs> and i and that's still what... remember that taste and somehow 
they have made pure gold that's, with that flavor combination. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what these writers have done. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I dare you to go one higher. I dare you to go one higher. I dare, until they're just sipping mixed yep. fountain drink, salt and pepper drink. Yeah. And um, yet it's somehow amazing. So Cam starts that you know you need a really strong opening sequence. And mm-hmm. Martin just laughs out of things no one does anymore. You just throw up the title and get on with it. So the episode throws up the title card and gets on with it. This is what I call the sad credits moment. Sad credits. Yeah, but it was a trend it was, in 2006. That lost, that lost trend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sad credits. So when we come back, action sequence. Okay. Blue lights, zombies, slow-mo gunfire. <laughs> a, dog a dog wrapping himself in cords. <laughs> a dog that likes to wrap himself in cords. <laughs> Um, Cam is diving into the gate room, shooting Dan Shea dramatically because, of course. <laughs> oh no! Uh, jumping Tyler. behind boxes with the Atlantis logo on them because they need some extra I mean, why boxes. Not? And Cam, I think next time I pack, I'm gonna have like my offsite things. Yeah, so chart my Atlantis boxes uh-huh. and then my onsite. Exactly. Uh, Cam yells to Walter, he has to dial. It's the only way to save things is to get the device back to the planet. And mm-hmm. we see the telcheck device from evolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's too late and the zombies start nomming on Walter as he's oh, flailing no. his arms. And the guy he shoots coming in the door, um, I think he was a writer from Conan O'Brien. <laughs> so Conan would have the things. he was the armchair expert and he was well known for really, really loving Stargate. Oh, really? And so, like, the actors came on the show a few times, and so then they got to hit him a bit part. Oh, I love it. I think this is the second walk-on I had on the show, yeah. Amazing. Uh, it was Bernard... I forgot to look it up. I think it's That's Bernard okay. something. Um, anyways, the zombie's closing him as he's walking up the gate dramatically, and he's being surrounded. Cut to Cam still finger-gunning at the... <laughs> at the free freak table. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. I do, I mean, if anyone's gonna go full action star, yeah. it's gonna be Cam. And Martin's like, Pierre Bernard. Thank you, I was, the Bernard part was right. I literally wrote, he was, he was a graphic designer. Oh, he's a graphic designer? I thought he was a writer. That's yeah. even better. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, Conan writer Stargate, <laughs> and he came up. Which I love. Um, but Martin's like, zombies have been done to death. Pun definitely intended. <laughs> and and the studio calls Martin and he heads out to take the call. And Daniel's like, so Cam, where were the rest of us while your character is fighting zombies? No thoughts. And everyone leans in close waiting for the answer. <laughs> There's none. Yep. None answer. Um, and Martin gets off the phone with some bad news. Their lead actor has backed out. I mean, how can the story go on without the lead actor? Talk to the people. Talk to the people if you're going to be right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, there's a Stormy was all up in our business. Stormy is very pets forward today. <laughs> I love that. Pets forward. He's very pets forward. Yes. Okay, sorry. So without missing a beat, um, Cam says, easy, just bring a character in to replace him. <laughs> of course, it has to be Cam who says this part. Of course, I mean, like... Completely unaware. <laughs> and everyone's reactions to this is like, why are we here? Yeah. What's what, happening today? What? And Martin just ignores it. And Sam also suggests that they have pe- all the other characters refer to him all the time. 
Like, get him on the phone, say that he's there. Barton instead suggests body swapping. I mean, which that's so unbelievable, according to Vala. Vala take a drink and Daniel wins a bit. (laughs) Like, anyone would believe that. You think, like, Daniel still gets shit from the guys for flirting with them? Yeah. In Vala form? Like, you think that's what the wince was? And not that he's not that there's anything wrong with men flirting with men, but no. he didn't flirt with them. Like, yeah, so that's it's yeah. very you know, ew. Uh-huh. And I like to think that they still poke fun at him for oh, that. Oh, hundred percent. Like, hey, you want to go have a drink later? And he's yeah. like, no, no. That was Vala. Vala did that. Uh, <laughs> and Sam tries to suggest the time that Jack was invisible, and we literally get a ripple and a harp effect. Uh huh. Sam has this. This was another time when I looked over at Nixie and had to go, is this the thing that really happened? Or did I, did I miss it? There was a lot of that happening. I'm very glad that we decided to socially distance, watch this together on the porch. Yeah. Because I would have been like, I don't remember this happening. So Sam is having this long explanation in Empty Chair about how Jack's invisibility happened and how they can reverse it and blah, blah, blah. And Deanna comes in and is like, yeah, I don't. I hate to burn. Jack's Jack's not there. I I do want to. <laughs> You're talking to an empty chair. I do want to. Of course she is. Absolutely she is. I don't know why she thought any different. I would be walking around with flour anytime I thought I was talking to Jack. <laughs> um, but I do want to say that credit goes to Amanda Tapping for the number of science jargon. Yes takes that there are in this episode well she's got it down pat at this point oh she's she's after so many years um apparently also naturally this is not the first time that jack has snuck out on sam while she's monologuing what would you do if you could be invisible (laughs) i don't even know i don't even know i think i would do the opposite of jack i think i'd be like in people's business and be like, I got you. I got you. I don't even... I... I don't... I don't... Part of me wants to be like, uh, just like sneak onto rides at Disney. <laughs> just I like bypass that. the whole lines. I would... I think it would be fun to go to the grocery store and like eat food. Oh, there you go. Because then it's... Like, I don't know where the food goes or if yeah. you see it go. But at some point there's like a floating wedge of cheese and then it's gone. And then it's gone. And, like, I wouldn't, I have no need to, like, go and steal things. I just want to go eat the food. Oh, yeah. Like, this isn't, like, supermarket sweep yeah. filling up the car. No, I just want to go eat I the food. I just want to eat a thing. I want to bite all the donuts. <laughs> just one bite. Yeah. So, apparently, getting the cloaking generator, they need to reverse this, is the easy part. Getting Jack's help is going to be more difficult because, of course, he likes being invisible. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, why would I remove a perfectly amazing thing that I've got going? Cut to a thing that I might actually do, which is at the base checkpoint with just the dog driving the truck. Just <laughs> forget about this one. <laughs> that I would do. That would be fun. That I would do. 100%. Um, cut to Daniel explaining how when they translate this tablet in the briefing room, like, it's going to be the most important thing in the entire universe, uh-huh. while there is 100% a Jack loudly snoring. Yeah. Things I care not about because I'm Jack. And no one knows where. it's. But again, Jack, I don't think was part of their briefing. I think he's just napping yeah. in the briefing room. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's his best napping spot. he can. 
You know, everybody's got a spot that they really love to nap the most. Yeah. And for Jack, the briefing room the just has room. the right amount of ambient sound. Yeah. The chairs are comfy without being Airflow. too... Airflow. Yeah, it's just perfect. Uh, and I think a joke that everyone, I think after the fact, apparently realized maybe that was a step too far oh, was boy. Sam getting out of the shower. Yeah. Asking if Jack is there. And after a very long pause, nope. <laughs> here's here's why I think it, it it ultimately works is because we've sort of established you know that there's a relationship after but the, but after yeah well because this comes in the place where everything's hazy uh-huh this actually it technically didn't happen yeah yeah, yeah. um we've sort of established that there's a relationship there so while it's a little weird, it's less weird because there's an established relationship, and also the fact that he ultimately admits that yeah, he's there. <laughs> what we didn't see is 30 seconds, and he goes, I'll see myself out. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, th- I, too far. Too far. I know. I actually didn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, Teal'c and an invisible Jack holding a coffee cup, which, fun fact was actually Jack in the green bodysuit <laughs> holding the cup of coffee. I've seen the that. photos. Amazing. Uh, Teal'c is just like, dude, come on. Yeah. And if you were invisible, would you bother with clothes? No. Yeah, just go in free form. No. I mean, some. I would, see here's, so you need pockets? Pockets, yeah. Like, I might have, like, some, just like, like, Bike shorts that have pockets in them. But yeah, like I feel like I definitely I would wear underwear and like just Tommy Pickles things. Yeah, just, basically that. <laughs> just, if, if anyone's wondering, to Tommy Pickles something is just distorting your underwear. Yeah, I feel like we've had this conversation before. But Listen, it could not. it could be it could be your bra or you yeah. know boxers. Yeah. Uh, you know. Tommy Pickles. Yeah. Famously put things in his diaper. Yeah. Can Tommy pickles it. So Jack is thinking of all the advantages this could give him, like the element of surprise of him being invisible. Mm-hmm. And Teal'c's like, "Dude, come on, you are most transparent." Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can see right through you. Yeah. So we see an invisible Jack ringing up to a mothership and yeah. just start fucking taking out Jafal like they are stormtroopers. This, uh, so this action scene is almost as amazing as the cam zombie one. Yeah. Maybe more so. Who knows? I haven't decided. <laughs> and the rest of the team beams aboard and, you know, Jack is confused, but they can't read his hand signals. Well, crazy how someone being invisible makes it hard to see hand signals. And back in Sam's lab, they're about to flip the switch to make him visible again, and instead they lose power entirely at the base. Yay, that sucks. When we come back, Daniel's head is down. Cam is making paper airplanes. <laughs> and and Martin, you know, is worried, because inv- invisibility is, is strong. Like, invisibility is, you know, we can't make our heroes too powerful. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I wish so- I could read my face. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. So Landry comes out. SG-1 is cleared to leave. Daniel is very happy to hear that. Martin's like, but we haven't finished reading the script yet. <laughs> Landry's sorry. He's pretty sure it said general on his uniform, which is a very nice wormhole extreme callback. Oh, yes. And Cam apparently 
didn't find it nearly as fun once a zombie deer was shot down, as Vala points out. Oh, yeah. I think it's Vala. Uh, and and that this isn't just a simple recon mission. The team is going... Like, this is Cam's 200th trip through the Stargate. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. I mean, 200 huge. is a very important number. 100%. Wink. 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 Cut to the team walking into the gate room. Teal'c... And and they do the they, they this is the first time in the episode that they make fun of Floor that quick change. Oh yeah. And Teal'c's like, while we were changing gear, I was pondering. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your two hundredth mission. He's like, no 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 no, I didn't say two hundredth mission. Yeah. I said two hundredth trip through the gate. Yeah. Event Horizon style, like, it's the big two o o. Yeah, guys. 200 is a very important number. And yes, that line was in all of the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't imagine what that must have been like. Yeah. Um, no, you kind of can. You, you kind of can. I'm kind of already there. Pretty sure you can. You, you would be able to write that promo yep, and cut that promo that, right that, now. Yeah. I've got all the shots, all the, all the sounds. So while well, the gate is dialing and then shuts down... The team looks back. Everyone in the control room just kind of shrugs. They look up. Martin just kind of shrugs. And everyone tells Sam they need to fix it. Quickly. Indeed. Please get us out of here. This sucks. We come back from commercial. Replicators are chasing them. Thousands upon thousands. With the time dilation field that Sam has set up, it's about ready to activate. They'll be stuck here forever if they don't make it back to the gate. Oh, and they no. come to a cliff. And at the bottom of the cliff is just thousands of Jaffa and ships. Don't and Cam's don't like, don't. this could be a problem. Cut to them walking through the Stargate back to the SGC. Wow, that was close. <laughs> Daniel's voice just cuts in going, what the actual fuck? Why, how is this, what? How did we escape? Yeah. They, they, how did they, they yes, escape? Excuse me, yes. <laughs> Cam's like... From this weird blue tinted planet. He's like, even with no Jaffa, we can't make it back through the gate in under 10 seconds. <laughs> and he's like, yes, this is what Martin's looking for. Like, what, 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah. What about an actual ticking clock on the screen? Well, what is it? It's Jeopardy plus a ticking clock. Is box office. box office. It's the E equals MC squared of the entertainment world. I just mean, ask yeah. 24. Yeah. Work for them for however many fucking seasons that was on. <laughs> and, and you know, you also can't give away too much too early. It's going to step on the ending. <laughs> and again, Cam has to be corrected that Colonel Danning is based on Jack. Ouch. Not him. Ouch. Mean. So... Sam, Sam comes up then, like, the gate's not working yet. No, the power is getting through the capacitor, but for some reason the chargers are holding, and that's causing the control crystal to send feedback to the interface and reset the program computer of the base computer's dialing protocol. And Martin's just like, say that again. Yeah. She's like, no! I love this part the most. Just, like, the fact that she just goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Not doing uh, this and then ring. Martin tries to remember it and gets it wrongly, puts it nicely. Oh, the flux capacitor yep. situation. That's probably exactly what I would do. <laughs> because of inertia. Inertia. Um, Magnets. We had uh, 
I remember our physics teacher was far too far too gifted to be teaching high school kids about (laughs) introductory (laughs) physics. Way too fucking smart. And we would all try to guess at what he was getting at and try to understand these concepts. And he would just go, no. <laughs> because he was a, he was just truly no. a scientist. No. He had no desire to, to you know, comfort our egos. Yeah. He would just go, no. no. And so I learned that if I always answered inertia <laughs> because of inertia, there was a way for him to find the right answer from me saying inertia because physics as far it as all comes I, down to inertia all comes down to inertia the end so vala sneaks over to martin is like look no one's interested in techno babble like alien or not i mean we're both aliens uh-huh. vala knows a good story when she hears one she has all kinds of fabulous adventures that haven't been classified by the air force yeah so if you thought previously things in this oh episode boy. were bad. This. She was on a stolen cargo ship on her way home when a solar flare from a nearby star wrecked havoc at her navigation oh system no. and forced her to crash land in the nearest planet. Oh, yes. And in a twist of fate, she crashed right on top of the Gould who ruled the planet, which was fortunate because her ship was too badly damaged to repair and she needed help. Marta Wood talked about how much research he put into this episode. To the point of he made sure, like, a fern was in the right place because the shot in, like, Wizard of Oz has, like, the the fern. Yeah. Amazing. And we see the legs from under the cargo ship um, and and a path of golden flowers with, with, you know, a group of people, like, hi. Yeah. And they introduce her to Glinda, the good witch. I mean, Sam as an ancient. Sam, the good ancient. And Martin doesn't have all day. You have to cut to the chase. Well, after meeting friends along the way in a dangerous and eventful journey, uh-huh. Vala comes face to face with the Ascended Being. Full oh, yes. out Oz. The Landry of Oz. Full out just Landry as the Wizard of Oz. Do not look behind the curtain. Nope. And Vala originally thought she wanted to go home, but now she thinks she wants to be a part of something. Yeah. A regular part. <laughs> if you catch my drift. Wink, wink. <laughs> So I do love this, right? If you take a second on this shot, it's yeah. a, you know, Cam mm-hmm. has no brain. Yeah, and, and are, it looks that, a little confused. And I love this because this is all Lala's mind and where we're coming from. Yeah. So let's remember, yep. Cam has no brain, Daniel has no courage, and Teok has a very large cod piece. Yes. <laughs> and those and are sculpted abs. to remember. <laughs> and like, Daniel is just grumpy lying with his cup of coffee, uh-huh. holding his tail. Yeah. Um, and still, Teal has no sleeves because sleeves are bullshit. Well, yeah. And I love how these look like they could be just real low budget costumes. It's like they said you have five minutes to run through the costume department and yeah. put something together. Hundred percent. That's what you're wearing on set. Also, it's like, a, like a Project Runaway challenge. Also, this is totes the Atlantis gate room. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And there is this great cut of the boys in the Wizard of Oz costumes cut to the boys at the SGC standing in the roofing room in the exact same stances. It's hard not to look at Teok's codpiece. I know! And just to keep looking at the codpiece. <laughs> you know? It's not, and it's not even sexual, it's just like looking back. They back. just made, they made a statement. Yeah. You know? Um, but Martin's like, that's the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, look at my phone. It's, <laughs> it's on vibrate. You didn't hear it ring. I'm seeing it. I can tell the call's coming. 
So Cam goes down to check with Sam. Like, 200 is waiting, okay? Mm -hmm. Sam is just hoping they haven't permanently damaged the gate somehow. I mean, how can something work perfectly for 10 years and then all of a sudden not work? (laughs) (laughs) So they try dialing again. Yes. And they start getting some strange power readings, and then they can't shut it down, and then the gate starts drawing massive amounts of energy, and then Sam's like, close the blast doors, and the iris, and electricity starts arcing everywhere, a lightning is streaking around, Sam yells for Siler to cut the power manually, and as he heads into the gate room to do it, he is thrown across the room by power and wires... Why does this always happen to me? Poor Siler. I do love that we get some Siler highlights this episode. Yes. But he does, he's like the Kenny of yeah. South Park. Well, that's what you get when you are the stunt coordinator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get to be Kenny. Uh, Sam calls that they have to evacuate the base. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough time. And from an outside shot, we see then, dun, 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 the entire mountain explodes. <sighs> Yeah, that's how that would go. That was how it would look. Imagine if this were real, mm-hmm. and suddenly a mountain just explodes in the middle of nowhere yeah. in the country, and yeah. then the story is like this random explosion. It's, it's mining. We would know better. Yeah, well, they'd say it's mining. We're yeah. like, clearly it's a Stargate. He's rewrote it based on what's going on right now with sure. the Stargate. Yeah. Because uh, he loves it when art imitates life. Oh, exciting. And Cam's like we're alive in the next scene. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I just haven't fixed that part yet. Yeah. I'll back sell it saying we're like beamed out the last second or, yeah. you know, some of the looks like, isn't that too convenient? <laughs> well, not if you hang a lantern on it. Mm-hmm. You just have someone point out how convenient it was, how great timing it was. Cause then the audience know you intended it. And so a wink back and forth, which I can't tell you, do you realize? I don't know if you realize how often I talk about just hanging a lantern on something. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's cause of this. Yeah, <laughs> elephants in rooms. If you point out the effluent, uh-huh. then it's like he was. It's fine. We all know it's there. I think it's the reverse of when everyone pointed out. I say to be fair. To be fair, yeah. All the time. <laughs> well, now I'm gonna listen to you say hanging a lantern, a lot. <laughs> I don't think I say it as much as I say, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, you don't. To be fair. <laughs> Next scene is one of Martin's favorites. Scene 24. Okay, this scene... <laughs> Let's just take a minute. Um, oh, God. I still haven't gotten husband Jesse to watch any Stargate, really. Yeah, he'll but watch he, the scene. he's somehow absorbed and not... He somehow remembers... <laughs> As much, if not more, than I do, just by being in the background, because that's how opposite our memories are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas his captures everything, mine captures nothing. Yeah. And he'll be like, isn't that the guy from the blah blah? And I'm like, maybe. (laughs) So, I I didn't let him watch any of this episode, but at some point while I was at work, I cued it to this scene, and I said, hey... Hey, watch this. Because he sits next to me in our home office while we're working from home, and I'm like, "Look," and he and is no content. He is also a Star Trek fan to my level. Yes, yes. And so I went, "Hey, watch this. Hey, watch this." <laughs> so we'll get to the scene, and then I'll show you what he said. So we're on the bridge of the Odyssey. Uh-huh. It's like we're in Star Trek original series. Oh yes. 
door sounds, Cam as Kirk, the Cam's uniforms, hair. Cam's hair, Sam's hair, Teal's Sam's chest. blinking, like Teal, Daniel's accent, Teal <laughs> in all of his Ricardo Montalban chest. Oh yeah. Daniel as McCoy, the reversing the polarity as a thing. Uh-huh. And then just also the way Cam sits in the chair, because oh, it's yes. so specific. It's, bit, well, yeah, it's like, you know, uh, if, if I've learned nothing else from Star Trek, is that there's trademark ways to sit in chairs. Yes, You've there is. You've got the Riker. And what I'm assuming is a lifelong dream of Brad Wright's. He pops on screen playing Scotty. <laughs> I love that they used a still from the actual... Like engineering room of the Enterprise. Oh, I wish I knew. I didn't even know that. Yeah. What I have heard, and I don't know how truthful this is or not, that originally they were going to have Paul McGillian oh, play wow. that. Well, the the extra meta on top of that is now this took place beforehand. Uh huh. But there was a a rally. There was a push to have Paul McGillian play oh, Scotty the in the 2009. Actually, to the point of. That was the choice of um, Jimmy Dewan's son. Wow. To play Scotty was Paul McGillian. I mean, that would have been fucking great. And, and I'll tell you, I love Simon Pegg. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. was so like, that was the one of the few sour points of the 2009 film because in my head I went, but Paul McGillian would have been so perfect. I think there was a Scotty. specific age range they were going for with their crew. I think 10 years earlier, they would have had Paul McGillian. I don't know. Paul McGillian and Seven Pegs seem very close to the same age as me. Yes, but the audience that they're aiming at is a bit... No, no. You know it what just I mean? Seems like a, I do, if you, if, in case you need to know, Paul McGillian does have a bit part in the 2009 film. Oh, good. Just as a... As a, sorry, we didn't give you. Uh, sorry, we didn't give you the role. As a but consolation, <laughs> it's a consolation prize. prize. Here's your consolation role. Uh, but he does have a, he does have a small role in in the film, but it is Brad Wright, <laughs> which is awesome. Love it. So Daniel interrupts this with, "Okay, one, that's Star Trek. Yeah, and two, that's ridiculous." So husbands <laughs> Jesse's first response. Yes, reason I love this man so much. Uh-huh. Is that he didn't even get caught up in the story. He goes, how did they get the rights to that? <laughs> I don't think they care. I don't think they did. I think they're just far enough away. I think you just shush, 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 don't talk I'm sure they got whatever they needed to use the picture from the Enterprise. But like, the rest of that is just far enough off. And then he Parody rules. Why? Why not? Exactly. Why not? I love it. Um, and Sam also points out that the line, the sing- singularity is about to explode. Everything is wrong with that statement. The fartularity is about to explode. <laughs> That's the actually more correct. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that the audience doesn't know it's not going to help. They just love weapons at maximum. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's maximum. Max. It's again going Weapons back to the thing. To the it's max. like any word that has an X in the middle of it oh. is extreme. Yeah, it's just so cool. And Cam points out to never underestimate your audience. They are generally sensitive, intelligent people who respond positively to quality entertainment. He might as well be breaking the fourth wall. Uh huh. And I approve. And he's like, "We love you all. Yeah, and you're all very special to us." 
<laughs> and Chuck just doesn't understand why everything has to explode. He's clearly never seen a J.J. Abrams film. Right. Because everything never seen an action film. has to explode. Mm-hmm. And Martin's like, look, you may not know, you may know how things work in, like, the galaxy, <laughs> but I know how things work in the film business, and explosions make great trailers, and great trailers make great movies. Look, and if there's anything weirder <laughs> of those two, it's gonna be the film industry. 100%. So, let me do what I do. And Martin's phone rings. Everyone just kind of looks around for a second. Apparently, Nick Marlowe is holding out. Oh, um, yeah. Martin is sure he's gonna sign, but one of the junior executives at the network is suggesting they recast the whole movie with younger edgier versions of the team. Imagine that! Here we go. Here we go. Uh, we quickly zoom in to a young Teal'c snogging some blondie. For their lives to be This is over. like the Dawson's Gate. Yeah, Dawson's Gate. <laughs> I've never watched Dawson's Creek. It's on Netflix now. I don't think I want to. <laughs> um, but we see a young Cam played by Corey Monteth. Oh, yeah. Um, whom, whom we saw in Atlantis as well. And, oh, yeah. and a young Sam come around the corner and just shoot the girl in the back, killing her. Because that hot chick was so totally a ghoul. God. But Teal'c was still gonna tap that. <laughs> I mean, that's what young people do. They tap also, kegs they and each other. talk like that. Uh-huh. I was young once. And then Cam and Sam just... Whatever young was, I was never young that speech young. Oh, I was. If that I was yeah. cringingly young. I, I I was that age. I was on a different a different realm of weird code words. That's why you're our Nixie. <laughs> I mean anything like all the shipping and like all of like nerd nerd talk uh-huh. I was down with that. <laughs> You know, I guess I never considered that there's different dialects of young. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing: when I heard tapping, like that was within the confines of like Magic: The Gathering and other card games where you tap it and you turn it sideways. I was just reminded of something I shared about how I had to explain the not safe for work <laughs> meaning. <laughs> Of the word skeet. Yeah. And I will tell you, and I will tell you that, um, I would have assumed, like, I I was not, it wasn't until I was probably in my 30s that I learned that that had a not safe for work meaning to it. Yeah. It was fun. It was a fun conversation. I was that kid. All right. Yeah. Let's move forward. I think we've we've said it before. I think that's why this friendship works so well is because we could not have had different experiences. Oh, we could not have had more different. (laughs) That's what I mean. (laughs) Like to both speak English and have the (laughs) fact that we somehow came from the same planet. Yeah. Is something now, mind you, I would have been the one from a different planet, probably. I don't know. The nice, the fun thing is, I was from a different planet where, when I, around, like, according to the people around me, yeah. I was very different. I just, my head was in the stars, and then different <laughs> planet, and then space, and... Sure. Yeah. 
Um, and then Cam and Sam just make out for no reason. Yeah, well, you know, that's what young people After, do. After, like, Sam's, like, feeling up his, like, vest a little bit. Young people gotta make out, man. Uh, and Teal'c has, like, the 2006, like, cool flippy cell phone. Oh, yeah. I don't know what kind of cell phone that was. Uh. It wasn't one I recognized. Was it? It wasn't a razor. It wasn't a razor. The only one it I was know was an LG, I think. The only one I know that did like the flippy like that was the one that was looked more like the the Game Boys. Was it a flip up or a slide up? It was like a one eighty rotate up. Oh. Like I don't know which one that is. Yeah, I don't know what that one is either. Um, but he he calls and asks Wonderbread if he has that address figured out. Who? is out by the DHD with the young Vala and he's like chill T I'm translating as fast as I can <laughs> and then my favorite part of and the then Vala just muses how she's sick of being treated like an object to be worshipped because she's a real person with real feelings and Daniel doesn't think Cam likes him anymore also he has those really awesome like 15 years ago leather cuffs oh, which yeah. i still own awesome. and wear Important. from time to time things to do uh, and then follows like i'm pregnant <laughs> <laughs> solid <laughs> oh god it's so bad it's good it's not we it's not great. cut back to the conference room and everyone has a strong pass on that <laughs> And Martin needs a latte. And Vala sinks over. Look, she has another story to offer, okay? It was a three... It was a simple three-hour reconnaissance mission. <laughs> Martin's like, look, if you're going to rip something off, think of something a little more obscure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I have a secret to tell you, Grace. Oh, I really hope it's the same one that I'm hiding. One of the... Re- secretly, one of the reasons why I wanted you to watch Farscape was solely so that you fully understood this <laughs> reference. Yep. <laughs> you look, I watched enough of Farscape to yeah. understand the reference. That was the important part. It was enough for me to recognize going, is this... <laughs> Farscape? Is yes. that an Asgard as the Muppet? As Rigel, yes. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved it. It was a long setup for this joke, Grace. Mine was that I've been be cultivating that I've never for years. Watched, um, Gilligan's Island, but I like yours better. <laughs> I haven't seen a ton of it. I've seen enough of it, but not enough for me to remember all of the characters and who they are. That was too far into Nick at Night. That was like, oh, it's the super old things. I can't get into that. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of uh, I Dream of Genie and Bewitched. But See, I didn't usually get past that. I think I got to the next era. But I think I only watched them, like, while at my grandparents' house. I think the Naked Nights, the era of Naked Nights that I watched, I think Wings was on. Mm. I remember seeing Wings, but I don't remember watching it Naked Night stuff. Yeah. So, okay. filmed on a Wraith ship, since living ship and all. Mm-hmm. All the Frelling swear words... Oh, yes. And apparently, originally, that was supposed to be Ben playing John. But then Ben and Michael were like, no, let's switch it. Yeah, why not? For various reasons. More funsies. But Claudia Claudia Black still revives some Aaron's son. Amanda comes in as Chiana looking (laughs) just fantastic. Of course. Amanda Tavin can do no fucking wrong. No, she can't. Chris looks great as Condargo. Ben with the thickest Australian accent that's ever been Australian for Stark and Thor as Rigel. Um, 
it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's it's not bad time. It's amazing. It's kind of a great way. It's a it's a no, it's a fun diss yeah. and nod. Yeah, it, it's at it's, the same time. Again, like, like this entire episode, I'm like, no, we can make fun of our family because it's our family yeah, and we're yeah, doing yeah. it with love. If you try to do it, I will cut you. Yeah. <laughs> and the best, it like it's just the best. And Martin's like, yeah, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> That's where it's like, ouch. That is an ouchie. Oh, it's getting cut. Which is totally going to mess up the end of Act 3, because at this rate, Act 3 is just going to end. Which it does. The end. Okay, bye. (laughs) So we come to this great shot of the briefing room through the window that we don't see very often, but I absolutely loved. For a minute, I was like, is this an entirely different room? What's happening? It's a fantastic shot. So Sam comes up when they can leave. They're doing a full systems reset, which I'm assuming is just unplugging the gate and plugging it back in. (laughs) Vala just wonders why they don't give Martin some mission reports. Like, classified or not, who would believe them? Yeah. Cam's like, look, there's 1,263 SG-1 mission reports. I mean, there should be 64 by the end of the day. Daniel's like, oh. Yeah, there's already 1,264 mission reports. (laughs) Cam's like, no, there's not. I've read them all. He's like... Yeah, there's one you haven't read. Dan Done. and Sam can't tell Done. him anything about it. Done. Cam's like, I have the- why would you mention it to me if you can't tell me anything about it? Bella's like, well, can you tell me? Certainly can. <laughs> it all has to do when they went back to 1969. Dun, dun, dun. Cam's like, it certainly can't have anything to do with me. I wasn't born until 1970. <laughs> well, actually, exactly nine months later. I mean, it was the 60s. <laughs> so... I had to look this up. Yeah. Because I think the Futurama episode came out after this. <laughs> but I, for a minute I was like, is this a parody of the Futurama episode? Basically. Fry is his own dad? Yeah. But I like this better. Uh, <laughs> you know, why do you think Jack always took an interest in your life, Daniel says? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure Jack is not actually Cam's dad. Yeah. But he could. However, I love the headcanon that maybe he is. I mean, it was the 60s. That maybe just Jack isn't quite sure. He could have been in the mix, if you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of plural relationships happening in the 60s. (laughs) He was only there for a short time. Yeah. Anything's possible. Um, Also, just love the fact that Jack may have been just like, Yeah, why don't you, um... You have a short list for the 302 program? Yeah. Well, I mean, really, Cam is probably, like, definitely should make the cut. I wonder if, like, he was already on the list and it just helped gun him forward. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Just the, you know. Yeah, yeah, Just just knowing someone. Just curious. Just curious. So Martin comes in annoyed because the rest of the cast heard Marlo is holding out for more money, so now they all want more money. And, I mean, how can you do a film without actors? Oh, boy. Cam has an idea. It's a fact of parallel dimension physics that each of us exists somewhere in some universe in whatever way, shape, or form you can imagine, right? There you go. This is, um... And what follows? So Stormy just came to stand next to me because he knows I need the emotional support. Because this is the part of the episode where my brain... You lost it. You blue screens. I Yeah. 
So the puppets were made by the Chodo brothers, who actually made the puppets for Team America, yep. or as I call it, Team America, fuck yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the official name of the oh, movie. Sure, yeah. Um, they filmed it with the cast, and they used the blank slates to put, like, and then they sent the footage, and then the puppeteers m- recreated the acting against the green screen. Awesome. And they kind of just remixed the original film with the pilot to make whatever this thing is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Hammond. I don't know... <laughs> I don't know if it's the string coming out of the... the glow coming off of Sam... Everything about it's it just is is pure, and this is, I think, the really the part where they're like, we we're we're supposed to go back to serious episodes after this. Have we not lost all credibility now? Again, a fact that the show can do this. It's not like Angel, where they just had one character be a puppet, right? You know, this <laughs> is full puppet. It's, uh, it's weird. So Hammond's putting together a team, starting with the most beautiful, battle-ready, scientific genius he knows, Captain Dr. Samantha Carter, (laughs) who comes in and goes into... Why don't we call her Captain Doctor anymore? I don't know. But she goes in this, like, long montage, a motherfucking montage of (laughs) technobabble and revamps the sex organs on the inside instead of the outside, which is, again, the most perfect line to parody. The most beautiful of all the puppets. Um, Next, they need a bookworm adventurer who can say brains and guts in 27 languages, Dr. Daniel Jackson, who doesn't want to be here uh-huh. until he quickly realizes that because of the Stargate, his theory about the pyramids being landing pads for interplanetary spaceships and enslaved primitive populations by posing as their gods is true! Jesus, catch your breath. <laughs> Hammond's like, I mean, we found a ring in the sand. Ring in the sand. There's also, I think, a puppet in the background next to Sam in some of these scenes. And I don't think it's a custom puppet, because I know these puppets were fucking expensive. Uh-huh. Real fucking expensive. And I don't think it was... I think it was just another puppet they had. Okay. But I think it's supposed to be a Janet. Because she's oh. in the lab cup and everything, standing next to Sam. And then it. Daniel very legibly and clearly writes on the whiteboard Yeah, I was going to say, look, we can pretend that we give a shit about anything that's happening... In this section, we can pretend like any yeah. of it matters, yeah. but it comes down to two things. Yeah. One, uh-huh. puppet Daniel dry erase scribbles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And two, yeah. strings. Well, my my second, actually more so than my love of Puppet Daniel's uh, whiteboard full Charlie uh-huh. things... Is when they include from the movie drawing on the monitor in <laughs> Sharpie. The anger. <laughs> but don't. Don't even fucking touch my monitor. Just don't. You're breathing too close to it. <laughs> Six feet. Now what the team needs with my monitor is a leader, someone who will laugh in the face of his enemy even when it's inappropriate. Colonel Jack O'Neill. Is it Rosie? (laughs) Just is it my D and D character? Is your D and D character? Because she is hundred percent laughed at times that Matt wasn't the place to laugh. Probably not to laugh there, but she dumb. Um Jack comes in going, I thought I told you I was retired. 
and and Hammond's like, I thought you were said you were tired. <laughs> Which that should not be a joke that I laugh at. That's yeah. And it's, yet it's one of those bad jokes where you're like, I will not <laughs> I will not give you the bad god damn it, I won't Somehow, do it. It's just Donna Davies reciting that line. It's the joy that you know he got in delivering I these know. idiotic lines. I think it's just because I see him there saying it. Yeah. I think that's what it is. The I, what makes all of this work is how game everybody was. <sighs> so there's no time for tired. He has a mission to lead, and like his finger point, apparently, like RDA did that finger point, and then the puppeteers had to figure out how to do it. <laughs> because if anyone's gonna give it, it's like Jack O'Neill is really just a lot of RDA's. Yeah. Loki inspired personality. <laughs> so, um. Also, I think my favorite part of this entire scene is when Hammond is wanting the gate to spin. Make it spin. And and Walter's like, but it doesn't. He's like, but it has to spin. It's round. Spinning is so much cooler than not spinning. I mean, he's not wrong. Which is a joke because there's two stargates. There's the fanciest one that sits in the SGC, and then there's a prop gate that goes out on location. Uh-huh. The prop gate don't spin. No. If you've ever noticed, yep. that shit don't spin. Spinning is cooler than not spinning. Um, the other thing is I used to have... I, I downloaded back in the day. I wonder where those are now. Um, I, I downloaded all these snip recordings because, again... This show is at the height of fucking live journal days when, yes, I was among the people who was making custom, like, avatars and backgrounds for different scenes and characters yeah. because that was me in college. Um, but also you could download the, all the individual sound files of oh. different lines. And so this was actually one of my favorites. This was my alarm <laughs> in the morning on my computer because spinning is so much cooler than not, not spinning. spinning. I love it. Also, Chevron I mean, Seven. Is it better than Chevron Seven is lit up. Yeah, is also lit up. <laughs> uh, and Jack is hoping to find someone bald, mysterious. You know, the warrior type with lots of muscles on their first oh, yes. mission. So they head through the gate in a very heroic team shot, only to find their strings just hanging there as they send through the horizon. I mean... Nobody checked the science on puppet strings Hammond through the wormhole. And, Hammond and Walter are just stunned. They feel so stupid. <laughs> and the other side, the puppets just collapse as Teal'c laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> so no one can use the Stargates. The end. <laughs> Sucks to be a puppet. <gasps> Gates, oh. strings <clears throat> are not gate compatible. Martin's like, yeah. That'll work. A whole movie with puppets. Just have Puppet Jack just jump over a puppet shark on a one-third scale motorcycle. I mean, why not? Which, for those of you who do not know where the phrase Jump the Shark came from, it is from Happy Days, where Fonzie literally jumped over a shark on water skis. It's gotta ha- I thought it was a motorcycle. Uh, it's on the water. I, I'm pretty sure I thought it was on the water. Oh. I thought it was on water skis. I have no idea because I've actually never watched it. I mean, I can't say but I've watched it either. we're going to find out. 
I'm gonna look it up. But Martin needs to give the actor something. Something that will cost him nothing, but no actor can refuse. A good ego stroking. Something, you know, tell them that they wrote, rewrote the script just for them. Something that makes them want to do this movie, even if it's for scale. And Cam's like, dude, we've been trying to fucking help you for like an entire episode now. Martin's like, no, it's a twist. Something nobody expected coming. You mean something like this? Says Jack O'Neill as he comes through the door looking great in his dress blues. <laughs> Bala's like, yeah, no one will see that coming. Nope. Um, I do love that there was a cameo. I wish there was a little more to it. <laughs> no. But it's just like, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, I'm leaving It's all you need. Yeah. It's all you need. Which I is mean, kind of cool. here's the, but the beauty of it is like, he was actually there for all the parts that he was invisible and didn't have to be That's there for. That's true. <laughs> and he was there for the puppet parts. Yeah. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Um, and Daniel knows there'll be spoilers. Sam figures it'll be in the commercial, which... By the way, it was totes in the commercial. Of course. Guys, come on. Learn to learn to leave some no. some mystery. No, there's actually a couple episodes where they flat out like TV guides spoiled the ending of it. Wow. I know one infamous one was Solitudes that you don't know they're in Antarctica. Like TV guides spoiled that episode in nice. its one sentence summary. So another reason why I love this episode it is because you were right. there's not enough reasons to love this episode is Tilk P.I. Okay, more of Tilk P.I. I want more Tilk episodes of Tilk P.I. Like that episode where it was just Tilk and that lady. And the kid? Had, yeah. Well, there's two. There's the one with the lady with Tilk and the kid, and then there's the other one where he moved out with the lady. I think that's the one I'm talking about where he yeah. moved out. Well, I think both of them would work. We need more like this, please, and more Teal P.I. The other thing I'm excited about is one of my favorite Stargate gifts is just a gif of him standing at the doorway with his hat going, oh, indeed, yes. and I can now send that gift to you. Without ruining it. Without so. ruining it. I love it. <laughs> that makes me real happy. <laughs> but how much better you can get than Isaac Hayes doing the VO on a Shaft parody? I mean, the, I like that. No expense no. was too far. No joke was too ridiculous. Yeah. Everything of this I mean, episode... it helps he's been on the show before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, but I would totes watch this show, uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Teal telling Martin this Teal P.I. pitch. And, and Martin's <laughs> like, well, I mean, I love it. <laughs> I don't know if the networks and Teal moves even closer... It's like, I'm going to pitch it. Yep. Don't worry. And Elise's phone rings to save the moment. <laughs> oh, look, my phone again. <laughs> Actually ringing this time. So everyone else is like, hey, Jack, what you doing here? He just, you know, stopped by on his way from Malibu to say hi. He was there on business. Things and stuff. Um, and, you know, Jack, it's not that he, like... It's not that he missed the team. No, it's more, you know, unfinished business or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Cam has the perfect thing. A mission to commemorate Cam's 200th trip through the gate. And in a line where, again, sometimes you just don't ask RDA why he does the things he does. He just goes, really? 200, you say? 
<laughs> like the most why? random Irish accent. It's just a thing that's happening now. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with the other one, but let's... <laughs> I mean, Jack wouldn't mind one last jaunt through the old orifice. Ah, that's, um... We call it that sometimes, don't we? That's something you can't unhear. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, and everyone else is like, yeah, no, we've never fucking called it the orifice. Yeah. And Martin is annoyed at the focus groups. You know, now he has to write a whole new ending. Jack's like, just go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect end. Ta-da! I mean, after the group together on the lake fishing, everything after that would seem pointless. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a perfect call out to the end of season eight, Pretty sure they just reuse the footage for Mobius and then add a great pan shot to the other side of the lake when Cam and Vala are fishing. <laughs> and Martin's confused. What? So the twist is there's no fish? Yep. Like, really? The end. Martin needs something with more impact. He needs something that's more moving. Cam's like, well, you know, everyone loves a wedding. I mean... Or was it Vala? I think it was Vala. I think it was Vala. Yeah, my notes said call, and so I was just assuming it was Cam, and I don't know how Vala came out as call. Just go with just it my happens, notes. It happens. Guys, the, the important facts part don't matter in this, this episode. episode has taught us anything is that facts don't matter. Mm-hmm. Cut to a soft focus of oh. a group gathered for a wedding. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of the crew that's been there for all ten years is in the audience. Of course. Um... Oh. And we hear a little Stargate mixed whisk with with Wagner for the march. <laughs> and, you know, Walter has a summer cold, okay? He's fine. He's just allergic to feelings. I mean, I'm allergic to feelings. Yeah. Sounds about right. And, and a nod to all of the Jack and Daniel shippers out there. We I do love this part. Daniel points out that if she doesn't show up, people are going to think the two of them, I mean. He's like, probably, I mean, if you want to. I mean, if you want to. I'm just saying We're it's both not off dressed the table. for the parts. Uh, it's not off the table. Someone's going to get married here. We got to give the people what they want. And then you hear an Asgard beam. Thor shows up to officiate. Of course. And Sam and Vala also beam down. Sam in a wedding dress. Vala is the maid of honor. Of course. And and also here at their wedding, Sam finally has to break the habit of calling him sir. <laughs> uh, and Thor begins the wedding ceremony. The end. And we come it. back to the briefing room where there is a very pointed look between Sam and Jack. Like, um, what? <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know if they're, like, together yet. You know what I mean? It's definitely a slow burn, this thing. Because I, technically he is still a superior officer. I don't know, though. It's been two years. If it didn't happen by now, it ain't happening. But again, he's he's now head of Homeworld Security, which the SGC is under. Like, technically, that's still yeah su- superior officer. So I'm saying, like, they might just be, you know, they're just a little more friendly. Sure. You know? It's not official. Okay, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she may have been up to the cabin a few more times. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Landry you know, calls... My thinking is, you know, shoot or get off the pot, Jack. 
Yeah, I know, but you know, true love. You're not can getting wait. any goddamn younger. True love can wait. Can it though? Sometimes, yeah. Should it though? Should either of these two be dating anyone else? No. Exactly. So, Martin is like, yeah, if you want to torture the audience on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So Landry comes up and tells them Stargate is working again and everyone runs off to their mission. But Martin still doesn't have his ending. Um... Ready to go, SG-1 and Jack are geared up in the gate room. Jack's like, Landry, you should come with us. It's like a special occasion deal. Let's all go. And Landry calls up to Walter that he should come on too. We're all going. You know, why not? But Walter doesn't have the right outfit. (laughs) He runs out of the control room and two seconds later he runs into the gate room fully geared up. Well, yes. And he reports to Landry that everything is ready. Uh, you uh, You think he's practiced gearing up 100% all the time SG's 313 are waiting cake balloon streamers the works and then Jack offers Martin to come too you know so he can help find the end of his little movie (laughs) but he's just heard the movie's canceled instead it's great they're gonna revive the series instead oh boy so here we have it. Jack puts his action hat back on, heads up the gate with his original team. Cam, Landry, and Vala right behind him and Walter last is one big heroic shot as the music crescendos and we see the wormhole. Extreme. But that's not the end of the show. Nope. Ten years later, Wormhole Extreme is filming their 200th episode. Oh boy. And yeah, that's pretty much the crew of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Wood is playing the director and you can actually see the cameras filming each other since this was just done in one shot. Oh, Jesus Christ. The meta. The meta inside meta inside Also, meta. the meta is not done because if you thought you had some tough love jokes already, uh-huh. oh, they get worse. <laughs> I can't, I don't even, like, I seriously, I don't know. It's like there's too much. <laughs> So Martin Lloyd gets the phone call to announce to everyone that the movie is back on. Um, which, the, the the funny part of that is, is that this was announced, I think, I think it was the day before they announced that there wasn't going to be a season 11 of Stargate. Oh. And, non-spoiler, instead they had two films. Oh. Two made-for-TV films after season 10. Oh, I think you did, I think yeah. you did tell me that those are coming. So we have a number of interviews next. Martin starts that, you know, 10 seasons, 7 Saturn Awards for Best Cable or Syndicated Science Fiction Show, which the show actually won 6 Saturn Awards, but in, like, different categories. <laughs> um, and, and Reese points out that, you know, all the writers are just great guys. All guys. Great guys. Best times. All guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the new guy, who in perfect casting... Uh huh. Is Peter Deloise in to replace his brother Michael? Well, yes. <laughs> because Deloise is, you just, if you look in your pockets <laughs> enough, you'll find another There's going to be another one. Yeah, there's just a lot to. Which, to if through. you watch, Peter Deloise is in like the background of all the other interviews. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh you know, the hardest part was coming up with a new good catchphrase. <laughs> 
And and Reese figures that the male writers just didn't know what to do with her character. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and she plays up. I mean, she's just kidding. Also, there's Peter in the background just, like, lifting weight working on those biceps. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I just can't. It's just so much. Peter's like, look, you, he needed to do something to make you forget about the guy that fans loved for seven seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he was there for eight, but, like, he totally phoned in that last year. <laughs> I mean, sure. And, and Gunn is like, oh, that one season I wasn't in? We don't talk about that. It's like it never even happened. Nope. I mean, I never felt like I was leaving the show. I just needed some space to get back to my theater roots. Sure. You know, it, it not having people throw paper mache boulders on you, which is great. I mean, sometimes you want that, and then sometimes yeah. you don't. Totally a thing. Both are good. <laughs> and Martin just listing off the different roles on production because it's a well-oiled machine family yep. thing. And... And Peter talks about the new catchphrase they tried. I can get behind that. (laughs) Jeez. Jeez. And, you know, Reese would like to try some writing or directing. Maybe have a baby. You know, none of those are the things that Amanda Tapping has actually done at all. No. Completely exactly the same thing. And then it hit Peter. The perfect catchphrase, and he just starts cursing. <laughs> That's my type yep. of catchphrase. That's um, I'm good with those. But you know they can get away with it because it's cable. Yep. <laughs> Call it done. And and Gunn just talks about the fans. You know he's got to thank them, the ones with the website, the SaveDanielJackson.com. I mean DrLevant.com. <laughs> By the way, there was a Save wow. Daniel Jackson of course there website. Was. Of course. They get like a dozen hits a month. Um, that's a lot as far as he knows. And and that in the full page in Variety, which is something infamously yeah. that Firefly fans did when it was canceled. This can't stop the signal. Um, and that went a long way to convincing the producers to take him back, have him ba- invite him back to the series. Yeah. It's, um... <laughs> it's ultimately... Well, I'll let you get through the episode. <laughs> it's just too... It's just so fucking much. It's so it's like, much. guys, okay, back off a little. Listen, they only it's have... They're laying it on so thick. They only have one episode they could do this in, okay? Fair. So Martin is like, you know, what makes this show is... is is, is It's the cast. And, and he tells them to stop tape, which they don't. And he picks up the phone and just yells. You know, like you do to family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Cut to Peter at level 19 of swearing, very dramatically. Oh, yes. My type of swearing. The best, the f- most oh. fun, uh, cathartic swearing it's that's great. ever swear. Um, Gunn finishes, and as he's taking his mic off, he's like, yeah, can I get my fucking sandwich now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we end with Anders and the rain. And in his first lines ever on the show... He goes, science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to blinder critics and philosophers of today. The core of science fiction, its essence, has become crucial to our salvation if we are to be saved at all. And that is actually from 
the uh, foreword for the Encyclopedia of Science Fiction in 1978. Oh, right on. Um, it's a great little read if you can find it, and he talks about science fiction and fantasy together as surrealist fiction and the importance it has in society. I mean, it's that part is true. It's it almost sucks that this is the episode where they can introduce that idea. Yeah. Because everything's so laid on so thick, and mm-hmm. it's at the at the end, you're almost rolling your eyes, <laughs> or are rolling your eyes if you're me. Um, because that's a good line, and that's real. And ultimately, all this episode is is a love letter to fans. Hundred percent. Which is awesome. It is so thick. It's at some point I'm like, okay, enough. You're no, beating me over the enough. fucking head with it. Never enough. But it is fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, definitely love the Star Trek memification <laughs> of it all. Or- As you can imagine, when we do eventually get back to our ratings list, uh-huh. this is frequently one of the top episodes and probably is the top episode of the comedy genre Oh, for, for me. sure like, for the top comedy without ones. Without any issues. It's, yeah, it's incredibly silly and I do love it for that. Um, yeah. I, I don't have more to give. Uh, you know, it's me, and I like the deep emotional shit. And yeah. So this was really fun. Yeah. It's clearly for the fans. 100%. Uh, this is so purely much. a love letter to the fans. <laughs> yeah. There is... there. Th- that's all it is. Yeah. It is... We are 200 episodes in, and we are going to have a party. Yeah. I, I probably could have done with a little less Martin chat. <laughs> Maybe. I would have loved to just that that and I I do love that end scene with the Asimov quote. Yeah, but it was fun times. It's, it's so uh, good. Yeah, you got puppets. You got some Trek. You got some side eyes and some winks at Fire other escapes. shows. Oh, you got winks to just inside jokes all day long. All day long. Um, but yeah, I I think if I'd watched this episode without context, I'd be like. What is this? Which is, again, the whole thing is this is just a payoff for <laughs> ten seasons. It's like, hey, if you made it this far, here you go. <laughs> 100% that's all it is. And you know what? There's there's a lot of stuff that... I You know me. Yeah. I am someone who, when, when you get to something like this of paying off fan service, I'm like, give me, give me. I give me all <laughs> of the... I am yeah. not someone... Who, when you've discerned it, I'm like, I don't care if you do fan service. I'm someone who is very blatant in my yeah. love of fan service. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I sit on that line. Um, you have to earn it. Well, it's not about the fans earning it. You know, the fans tune in because they like it. And, and there's always some gratitude to the fans. I just don't like fan service when it's lazy. And well, this is not lazy. This is not lazy. And to me, the... To, when I talk about fan, fan service, yeah. it's not necessarily fans earning it. It's like the relationship between the storytellers and the fans. Yeah, to me, what I don't like is the use of the word fan service as a cop out for yes. shitty writing. No, 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 or no. for making a certain decision. No, I don't, I don't, I don't care for that. It's more. I think of, it's okay to push your fans. Yes. And not do things solely for the fans it's, because you think they'll like it's it. It's more of when when I say the 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 type of fan service I like is I like those winks. Sure. I like the as packing the Easter eggs in. Yeah. Anything that's not going to distract from the story, but it's like this is here for you people who notice it. Yeah, and and I like that. I just don't like when it is done in lieu of a stronger story. 
Yeah. I like you it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like it when it's done here where it's like, we all know what we're doing, and this is being done for a reason. We'll get yeah. back to your regularly scheduled no, the, program yeah, shortly. The nice thing with this is they took a day off from the regular uh-huh. stuff to say, here you go, we're going to pack all the sweets in here. All of it. Um, I don't like when it's like, oh, we did this because, you know, we thought that's what the fans would like or whatever. Yeah. And then instead of... I like when the writers take risks. Yeah. I like when they do something different. Yeah. I like when they force me to think. And I will say, and I will say this, an episode with this level of meta and fan service is a giant that fucking risk. That is a risk, yeah. Giant fucking risk. Yeah. So and there's it, something fun to that. And it reminds me really closely, I was speaking of Supernatural earlier, Supernatural is another show. There's very, very few shows that can meta themselves to this level and yeah. supernatural is another one of those shows they had entire they had an entire episode that was supernatural the filming and the only yeah. people who knew it wasn't real was sam and dean yeah it's like that's the it's one of the few other shows that i could imagine buffy did a little bit yeah and they did a little bit of the meta but the only shows that i know of at least that do this level of meta have been stargate and supernatural that's fair i don't know that i've seen it elsewhere uh but it is fun and it's absolutely worth worth the it's it was a i just don't know what to call it other than fun because yeah, there's no it's all it is. deep it's just here for fun it it's, is just the frosting yeah it's, it's, ju- just, it's just pure frosting. frosting um with that Thank you guys for sticking with us long enough for us to get yeah. to this. Holy shit. 100%. Um, I had a lot of fun. It was fun to watch. I may have watched it a few times. <laughs> I may have just watched a couple. Of, that I just really like that Star Trek sequence. Oh, that Star Trek season it's, sequence is the best. If, if nothing else, it's just fun to see these actors that we know as certain characters uh-huh. be something else yeah. and not a god-awful Hallmark movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just so good. It's nice to see that they have a sense of humor. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Um, because you know all that shit at the very end was signed off by oh, yeah. the actors to be okay to oh, say, yeah. you know? And, and they're the ones who have to deliver it. Yeah. And, and if they don't deliver, then it's not funny. Yeah. Um, what's next? Um, I'll be honest, I didn't even write down what's next. It's it's Atlantis. I was too distracted by this episode. I forgot to Season write it. Oh, no! It's Real World! Six. Real World! It's called Real World. I remember now. Awesome. It's called Real World. Uh, so... We'll see you. That saw, was active Stargate knowledge coming out. Get in person. it. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. And it's only because I remember very distinctly that it came after this on the same night because there is a guest star in common, and that's all I will say. Oh, it's Jesus. not who you think it is in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Holy crap. That's some severe knowledge you just dropped on yeah. me. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it may be who you think it is. I don't know. Okay. There is, there is someone who showed up on both episodes. So we do want to share a little housekeeping thing. So this is dropping for you guys on Thanksgiving for those of us in the States. Yes. Um, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, the- it's dropping on American Thanksgiving even if you're not in the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, For the rest of you, this is just a random Thursday bonus is what I was going to say. Um, yeah. But we are going to be out of commission the following week. So We're basically is, just giving you the episode early. Yes, uh, but we won't see you on the eighth. Yeah, which is the fall, which is the Tuesday after the one this one was due. Yes, um, we'll be back um, December fifteenth. Yes, with SG Atlantis. So if you want to, it, you know, I say this now. I say this now at the end of the episode. 
if you want to just wait and listen to it again on the Tuesday, it's like you've gotten... <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, there is a week still that we won't uh, be here. We won't be here the week of December 8th. Yeah. Um, but we'll see you back on December 15th. Um, you know, there's a... There's a uh, pandemic still yeah, happening. It's and, a little bit of real world crashing in on the recording schedule. And so that's just where it is. So um, after this, we'll see you guys on December 15th. We're doing as best we can not to just be off for a month. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Stargate <laughs> we're, Atlantis. We're keeping you as many ready weeks as humanly possible. Yeah. Stargate Atlantis. Uh, season three, episode six, the real world on December 15th. Until then. Take care of yourselves. The episode after other. that is called Road Rolls. <laughs> it should be. It should be. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, stay safe out there. Yes. Um, and as sane as you know how to be, yep. you know where to find us. On Twitter, we're at Tara Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash Tara. Rate us, like, review us wherever you get your eye. You, we'll nope. Podcasts. I, I'm fine. done. We're done. Everything's done. Bye. Broke. Blue screen. Bye. Thank you.